is called how to activate the prophetic. How to activate the prophetic. If I don't complete it today, I'll finish it next Sunday. How to activate the prophetic. The word of the Lord has been coming to us. Last year God spoke to us. This year God has been speaking to us. The prophetic word has been coming. But many times, many of us have not been able to activate the same in our lives. Last year, God spoke to us and said, 2018 was our year of what? What? The year for more. The year for the double. And later on, he says, six years harvest in six months. Thank God some of us shared some testimonies. But I'm not satisfied with that. This year again, God has spoken to us and said 2019 is a year for what? Is a year for new things. And not only that, is a year for what? Restoration. New opportunities, new jobs, new openings, new breakthroughs, new people, new families, new relationships. Amen. Praise God. I like the way, I like the person that said amen to new relationship. In the name of Jesus, I receive it for you in Jesus' name. Because it's there. The word is hanging. In the name of Jesus. It is there. But the challenge is how do we draw these words down? How do we become partakers of the world? How do we, how, how, what do we need to do so that the word can become world flesh and the world can start to abide and dwell amongst us and then we can behold his glory, the glory as of the begotten son of God, full of what? Full of grace and truth. How do we do it? How do we draw the word down? How do we activate the world in your life so that the world can become your experience? Not just that you are hearing about it, but you are experiencing it and walking in it. That has been my focus for a while, and that will still be my focus today and even as we continue. Give me the book of Acts, chapter 2. From verse number 16. This is the beginning of the New Testament church. This is the birth of a church over 2,000 years ago. And the Holy Ghost was poured out for the first time. And the people there thought, because they started speaking in tongues. And they couldn't understand. They didn't know what they were saying. And they said they must have been drunk and full of new wine. Amen. And Peter now stood up and said, 16, but this is what was spoken by Prophet Joel. That these people are not drunk. Amen. They're not drunk. 
They're not full of new wine. He said, this one was spoken by prophet Joel. For it shall come to pass in the what? In the last days, says God. Who said it? God. Not man. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God. That I will pour out of my spirit on all, on all flesh. Not just on the church. He said, on all flesh. Meaning the power of God will hit people on the streets. People at home who are watching television right now. People who are sleeping in. That the power of God, the presence of God will hit them. And they will wake up. And they will say, oh no, I need to go to church. 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 But that is why we must continue to pray. We must continue to stand in the gap and push through in the spirit. Says God. He said, I will pour out my spirit on what? Our flesh. And what? Your sons. <laughs> and your what? Your daughters shall prophesy. I prophesy over you. I say your sons and daughters will prophesy. Whether they believe or not. I say in the name of Jesus Christ. The power of God will hit them. They will prophesy. Your sons will prophesy. Your daughters will prophesy. In Jesus name. Your children are coming home. They are coming back home. In the name of Jesus. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Ha, ha, ha. Praise God. I can hit. I can. Let me tell you something. With those declarations, I can practically just perceive in my spirit the power and the presence of God going to areas. Going to areas. Even up to prison. Going to areas, going to prison, going to homes, going to families, and, and start to steer up. It's steering, it's steering, it's steering, it's steering. I can see it. And when you see that person, suddenly you start to see changes coming over. And the one that seems not to be completely interested at all will not start to say, Mom, what are you saying actually? Oh, Dad, what are you saying again? Let, 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 what are you saying again? They will start to listen. And when they start to listen, you don't push them. You just continue to pray and praise. And say, the God who is starting this will perfect and complete it in the name of Jesus. He said, your young daughters, the sons and daughters will, pour, they will prophesy. The young men will what? see visions. And the old men will do what? Dream dreams. Prophecies. Visions and dreams are languages of the Holy Spirit. I'll repeat prophecies. Everybody say prophecies. Visions and dreams are languages of the Holy Spirit. How many of us remember when I called seven people out here and I say worship in your language? And they were worshipping. Uh, can you worship God in Tagalog? No. That's okay. Can you worship God in Sicily for me? Can you worship God in Kukui? Yoruba? You want to worship in Yoruba? Okay. I want you to worship in your. She wanted to shock me. She said, "Ready to worship in Yoruba, 
I said, one trip to Nigeria, you're now worshiping in Yoruba. Wow, something has happened. Do you want to worship in Tagalog? Purihin ang Panginoon ng higit pa sa lahat ng buhay. Harry, did you hear that? Oh, can you worship for me in uh, what language? Abi uzwo apura uzwo because abi mulka fefere uzwo anuzigbe apura uzwo abi utozla uto abi. Wow. Wow. Can you see different languages being displayed? The languages of the Holy Spirit is what. Can you worship in Igbo for me? Jesus. Can I worship in Igbo myself? One of my best songs. I love it. I love it. Prophecy. Visions and dreams. They are the languages of the Holy Spirit. Languages of the Holy Spirit. Vision is talking about insight. Dream is talking about hindsight. And prophecy, supernatural utterance in a known tongue. Whether Sicily, whether Tagalo, whether Igbo, and whether Gil. Supernatural utterance in a known tongue. They are languages of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the atmosphere of heaven is love. Hello? The atmosphere of heaven is love. God is love. The nature of God is love. I'm sharing this with you. I'm giving you an introduction before I'll go ahead and teach you how to activate because you need to understand what the prophetic word is. The prophetic word is like a guided missile looking for the believing heart to walk in the believer's life. I'll repeat, the prophetic word is like a guided missile. It's like your sons and daughters world shall prophesy. 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 Everybody must be prophesying. Not everyone is a prophet because prophecy and visions and dreams, those are some of the characteristics of the end time church. The last day's church. It shall come to pass in the last word days. Your sons, your daughters will what? Prophesy. Prophesy. Love is the atmosphere of heaven. That's why it's important. If you want to manifest this more in your life, make love, walking in love, one of the cradle of your life. Hello? If love is the atmosphere of heaven, what is the atmosphere of hell? The atmosphere of hell is what? 
is strive anywhere, any life, any person, any home where there's continuous strife, continuous disagreement, continuous fighting, always fighting, always disagreeing, always there's one problem here or the other, hell is manifesting there. Hell is manifesting there. Hell is not just a place. Hell is a spirit. And hell is an experience. Hell is manifesting there. That is why you must watch it. Hello, the moment you are disagreeing, the moment you are fighting, the moment you say, hey, somebody has entered this place that shouldn't be here. And what you need to do is to start to take authority and say, no, Satan, you are not part of this family. You are not part of this home. You are not part of my life. Get out in Jesus' name. Amen. So your sons and your daughters will prophesy. The old men will see visions. And the young men will dream dreams. Look at it. Let's continue. And upon your word, on your men servants, on your maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall what? prophesy and I will show what when you start to prophesy what will happen <laughs> I will show what I will show what <laughs> I need to change my name to wonder because the wonder that will be happening in my life so I will show wonders in heaven above and what signs in the earth beneath blood and what fire and vapor of what of smoke and the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. This is what will eventually happen at the return. But he's saying that you can even start to experience the wonder now. He said before the coming of the great and what? The awesome day of the Lord. Let's continue. And he said, whosoever what? Oh, day of the Lord. Yes. Verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whoever... That means anyone called on the name of the Lord shall be what? Shall be. That's one of our songs next Sunday. Everyone who calls on Jesus, they will be saved. That is not just talking about salvation. That's talking about answers to prayers. That's talking about receiving answers to prayers. Anyone who calls on the name of Jesus, where they will be saved. He said they will prophesy. And I'll start to show wonders. You need to start to prophesy. You need to start to be careful what you say with your mouth. That you are releasing prophetic utterances over your life. And you take the word. Say it's my year of new things. It's my year of great opportunities. Say favor of God is opening. You know. When I'm going out, I, I, when I'm praying, and before going, I say, Lord, I put on my garment of favor. I put on fog. Now I'm ready to go out in the name of Jesus. And then I don't go out before putting on my what? Garment of favor. I will not, by the time I, I say, yeah, I'm ready now, Lord, to go out. Feel, I'm put on the garment of favor. Everywhere that I go, favor. Do the same thing too. Do the same thing before going out. Do the same thing. Do the same thing. Say, I don't know why they are so hard. Why the customers are so problematic. Put on favor. Put on the garment of favor. Put on the garment of favor. And start to declare the prophetic word. It's my year of new things. It's my year declared. But this is, these are the characteristics. What is the prophetic word? What are they supposed to do? Why are they? Number one. 
God sends the prophetic word for edification, for comfort, and for exhortation. God sends the prophetic word for what? Edification, comfort, and exhortation. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse number 3. The prophetic word. So the word of God. But he who prophesies speaks what? He who prophesies speaks what? Edification and what? Exhortation and what? And comfort to men. Who prophesies speaks what? Edification, exhortation and comfort to men. If you are truly praying for people, God will be giving you words that will edify, that will comfort and will exhort. You know? Your professor speaks what edification. What is edification? What does it mean? You know the literal meaning of the word edification? It means to charge. To charge. So that you hear the word, you are charged. Amen. You are charged. Suddenly the mountain is becoming what? Like a bold hill. Suddenly, the, 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 what you think is so huge is becoming so small. Why? Because you have been charged up. And you are ready to walk and face the mountains. Suddenly something has lifted you in the spirit. There's an edification. There's a lifting. It's no longer as hard as you've been thinking. Why? Because edification has happened to your spirit. You have been charged up. You have been charged up. You have been charged up. The more I've been praying, the more I've been looking at it, the more the building has been becoming so small. Getting the building has been becoming so, and we're checking, we're checking for buildings, we're checking for buildings, and we saw that they've placed logs up for sale. And I told Pastor Mopo, we need to go and ask them how much they want to sell it. Amen. I didn't say logs up. <laughs> Who come? <laughs> it's too. No, 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 no. They said they said they've placed logs up for sale. I said we need to go and ask how much they want to sell it. How much do I have in the bank account? <laughs> For my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So we're going so to show up there. They'll be so surprised. Say, how much are you going to sell this? I'm sure they'll look at us and down. Say, <laughs> oh, I, I say, how much do you want to sell it? Yes. There's nothing wrong asking and investigating. You know, we're talking about God. Amen. Take your eyes off yourself. Take your eyes off the $5 in your account. I said, put your eyes on Jesus. I put, put your eyes on Jesus. I said, put your eyes on Jesus. I put your eyes on Jesus. Put your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Praise God. I said, praise God. Hallelujah. Edification. Exhortation and word comfort. The word comfort is the word paraglamour. It's the same word from where the comforter comes from. And who is the comforter? The Holy Spirit. That means it's the one inspiring what you're saying. Is the comforter. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's the comforter. In the name of Jesus. And you will experience his comfort more than ever before in the name of Jesus. And there's something about that comfort. It is, there's a gentility about it. Hello. Have you heard many times when the Holy Spirit is talking? He talks so gently. He doesn't impose himself. He wants to just wait for you to hear him. 
exhortation and comfort to men. The first thing, that's what God, why God sends the prophetic word. And I believe that if you heard me today, you, you should live with the prophetic word of God. It's truly my year of new things. God is doing new things in my life. In Jesus' name. Number two, God sends the prophetic word to reveal his plans and his purpose. God sends the prophetic word to reveal his plans and his purpose. Because if you don't know, how do you travel? How do you get to destination when you don't know where you are going? God reveals his plan and his purpose to do what? Re sends the prophetic word to reveal his plans and his purpose. L let me take you to John chapter 1 from verse number 45. John chapter 1 verse number 45. John chapter 1 verse number 45. <laughs> this is talking about a man called Nathaniel. Verse 45. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of what? Of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> was he telling the, was it, was it lying? Why did he say that? Why did he say that? Because at that time, Nazareth was what? Very small. Very small, insignificant. Go and check the Bible. Nazareth was not even mentioned in the Old Testament. Nazareth belonged to the tribe of Zebulun. But when they were dividing the land, it was so insignificant that they never bothered. Oh my God. They never bothered to even be part of the land that was shared. Shared out. It was too small. At the time of Jesus, there were just about a thousand people living there. Very small. And if Look at that. In fact, uh, less than that. And he said, you said the Messiah, the one that will save Israel, is coming from that insignificant town? Oh, it doesn't matter what has been the records of your past. It doesn't matter how insig insignificant your life has been. It doesn't matter when Jesus will step into the boat of that life. And this insignificant will start to become significant. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. They turned and they said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, come and what? Come and see. You are going to say, come and see. Say, so come to our church and see our new building. <laughs> I said, you're going to say, come to our church and see what? You're going to say, come to our, come to, come, 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 come and see. Come and see what God has done. Come and see. And behold, and Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said, said to him, said of him, behold, and what? Israelite indeed, in whom there's no what? What does that mean? No deception. It will say it the way it is. No deception. It won't tell you, come on, this dress is so beautiful. Wow. You're looking so good today. And then turn. And said, that rubbish. No. A Christian should not be behaving like that. 
But you know the people who still behave like that? It's better to keep your mouth short than to what? Be telling, oh, wow, wow. This your haircut is super, super. Say, so what kind of haircut is that? It's better to look at it and just, oh, yes, that's his haircut. That's okay. You know? But don't say what you don't mean. Look, don't say what you don't mean. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming and said, Behold, an Israel indeed in whom there's no deceit. And Nathanael said to him, How do you what? Know me. And Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. I saw you. And he said, and he said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. The prophetic word revealed the nature of Nathaniel. The prophetic word revealed who Nathaniel was. He picked him up, even without meeting him, and said, look at this, look at that. But I want to show you something. I want to show you something. That the prophetic word, if you don't activate it, remains a potential. Let's go to John chapter 1, verse number 40. John chapter 1, verse One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Yes, he first found his own brother, what? Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. The word Christ is not his surname. What's your surname? Cotrona? Christ. Uh, the name Christ is not his surname. Hello. Christ means what? Christos. Means the anointed one. The Messiah. The one carrying all the anointing. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in him bodily. Jesus Christ. Jesus meaning what? What's the meaning of Jesus? Savior. Are you sure? I like his confidence. Jesus, what's the meaning? He says Savior. I said, are you sure? That would have revealed whether he was sure or not. It would have kept quiet. He says Savior. Savior. You shall call his name Jesus. For you shall call Save his people from what? Their sins. Emmanuel was also the name given to him. You know, but that was the prophetic word from Isaiah. He said, and his name shall be called what? Emmanuel. So by the time they got to the New Testament, God changed it and gave him Jesus. Emmanuel representing his nature. This is the one that the fullness of God will dwell in. But God knew that a time will come when Herod will be after him. And they will have gone to study the history and they will be looking for the name Emmanuel on the passport. And God put Jesus there so that by the time they show up at the border post, an immigration official said, can we see your passport? Because they say anybody with the name Emmanuel send them to Herod. And then presented his passport. They say, Jesus, yeah, you are not the one we are looking for. Bah. <laughs> and then he, well, he waved at them. Oh my God. Every trap that the enemy has set for you, you are walking free. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh my, 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 my. You, you are going to turn your shame into fame. 
I said he will turn your, fa- your shame into fame. From shame to fame because of his name. In the name of Jesus. What has been like shame in your home, in your family, in your life. It will turn to what others will see and be glorifying God about. Because they'll see the hand of God upon you. They'll see the hand of God upon your children. They'll see the hand of God upon your business. They'll see the hand of God upon your family. In the name of Jesus. And they'll start to glorify God. And bless the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The same child that has given you problem is coming back home. I said they are coming back home. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus name. Amen. I say from shame to fame because of his name. <laughs> I say from shame, what? To fame because of his word, because of his name. You are not going to pass that exam. You pass it with flying colors. And though that I'll say, hey, look at you. You have struggled with it. You'll pass it this time around and say, wow. How did he do it this time? Because of his name. I say because of his name. Because of his name. You have looked for the job and job and job and it seems not to manifest. But this time you are going to show up. But somebody is going to show up with you. And they'll say you are the one coming for the job. You say you are going to, you are taking it. Oh, <laughs> in the name of Jesus. The finances you have struggled with, you have lacked it. But it's going to make them available to you. In the name of Jesus. I say from shame to fame because of his name. From shame to fame because of his name. I repeat, from shame to fame because of his name. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Praise God. What was I doing there? Listen. And he brought him to Jesus. And now when Jesus looked at him, he said, you are Simon. Son of Jonah. What does Simon mean? Simon means what? Thank you. It means the reed. It means to be unstable, swept away by the wind. So Simon, as long as you remain Simon, you're not going to fulfill destiny. You can't, I can't, I can't go further with you. He said, but now, there's a potential in you for you to become a stone. <laughs> you were born as Simon. And now in the name. He said, remember, he didn't have to say in the name of Jesus because he's actually the one carrying the name. And he's, he said, look at what he's saying. He said, you are what? Simon, son of Jonah. You shall be called what? Kephas, which is translated what? Stone. At that point, he started changing the destiny of Simon. He said, Simon, you have become Peter. You have become what? Kephas, the stone. You will be stable. You will be solid. We can rely upon you. In the name of Jesus. That is why I don't sing the song, Every Living Soul. Because it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not New Testament. Every living soul. Adam, when God breathed into man, the Bible said he became a living soul. He said, but you will no longer be a living soul. You will become what? Somebody tell me. A living stone. Oh, I say a living stone. Every living stone. Praise the Lord. Every living stone. Every living stone. Praise the Lord. Every living stone. Every living stone. Every living stone. Every living stone. Are you a living stone? Are you a living stone? Praise the Lord. 
the most high Rene, the most high Rene, the most high Rene in my life today The most high Rene, the most high Rene, the most high Rene in my life today <laughs> Amen You are not just a living soul You are not just a living soul Because the spirit of God has come into you You are becoming a living stone a living stone. A living stone. Why is that important? The Holy Ghost just said to me. He said, do you know why that is so important to me? Because dust is the food for the devil. And Satan cannot eat stone. <laughs> he said, dust is the food for the devil. But Satan cannot eat what? Stone. If you mistakenly swallow, out of God's, oh no, where are you taking stone to? You are not taking stone anywhere. You are not taking stone anywhere. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So when Jesus declared that, Jesus was what? Declaring the prophetic word over Peter. So the prophetic was not just only revealing. The prophetic word was now what? It was just not just revealing. It was activating the potential that had been buried in the life of what? Simon. That you will no longer be Simon. When I was declaring what I was declaring over you, I was activating the prophetic word over your life. All that God needs is what? Wait for next Sunday when I'll complete it. All that you need is what? Wait for next Sunday. But I'll give you one and I'll complete this message next Sunday. Don't miss it. If there's anybody who is not in church today, call them. Tell them because next Sunday is breakthrough service. I am telling you something. You'll be carriers of fire this year. I say you'll be carriers of fire this year. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am completely determined in my spirit that this year is not ending the way I started it. In the name of Jesus. Something special. Something unique. Something glorious. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm going to celebrate weddings you are not even thinking about this year. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to carry babies this year. New babies in the name of Jesus Christ. New things in Jesus' name. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. She walked into the, uh, to the church this morning. She walked in and he said, Oh, daddy, how are you? Suddenly I looked at her. I said, you are coming in like a bride all over again. And where's Chelsea? Chelsea was shocked. He said, what? I said, I just told mommy that. I wasn't there what, what, when you said that to her. I just saw her and she was appearing like a bride. It's prophetic that there are new brides that will appear in this assembly this year. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. The only thing that I didn't see, that they didn't walk in together, holding hands. I said, but I'm telling you, come and see the way he came in. Oh, I said, hey, make new. You have a new bride, I'm telling you. <laughs> praise the name of the Lord. I said, praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> I'm seeing something. <laughs> don't miss it I said don't miss it I don't know whether I should give you this or I should finish this message I mean 
I can't finish it because it's so, it's so, it's so long. Uh, but uh, let me give you this last one and I'll close with it and I'll continue next Sunday activating the power of the prophetic word. I'll give it to you. Uh, uh, let's go to the prophetic word is not just revelational, it's empowering. That's the third one here. The the prophetic work will not only reveal, it will empower you. And I'll show you something. Let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. The prophetic word is not just empowering, it's not just revealing, but it is what? It's empowering. I want you to go to Matthew. Matthew chapter number uh, 14. From verse number 22. Matthew 14 from verse number 22. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat. And go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitudes what? Away. We have enough. I'm completely convinced. We have enough people in this room. To take this city for Jesus. The Bible says he sent the multitudes away. Does it mean the multitudes are not important? They are. But Jesus is saying you don't need to have multitudes. What you need is a call. He had a call of 12. 12. And because of what he did and what they did, we have in the Bible in our generation today. Today, 12. Then he went up on the mountain by himself. Somebody said, but that's Jesus. Can I show you from Paul? Quickly, can I show you? Let's go to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, quickly. Then Saul, I mean, sorry. Is, is that Acts 19, not 9. Acts 19. Acts 19, quickly. Acts 19. And it happened while Apollos was at where? Corinth. The Paul, having passed through the upper regions, to, came to Ephesus and finding somewhat disciples there. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not had as, so, as much had as whether there's what? They say, Holy Spirit, you have not had? Then what do you do? He said, look at it, verse number three. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, where? They were members of the Baptist church. We have not heard of the Holy Spirit. You know, in the Baptist church, they don't believe in speaking in tongues. I don't believe. He said, we're members of the Baptist church. So they said, into John's baptism. And they said, then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of what? Repentance. Saying to the people, that they should believe on him who will come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. Then verse number five. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And uh, verse six. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came what? Upon them and they spoke with thongs. And what again? And what again? Uh, note that they spoke with thongs. That is why it's important that you must speak in thongs. We've been talking about prophesying. Let's go. Verse, verse number seven. Now the men were, how many of them? Wow. How many? Wow. Okay. Uh, to prove what I'm saying. 
Number one. Number two. In the spirit, there's no gender. Hello? <laughs> Ivy? I'm sorry. I'm going to disappoint you. That in heaven, that you won't be saying, come and meet my husband. Come and meet my husband. My husband is here. My husband is here. Because it's not going to be your husband in heaven. It's just going to be your brother and your friend. Because it will be like angels of God. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months. Reasoning and persuading concerning the things of what? The kingdom of God. But when some were hardened and did not believe but spoke evil of will before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew the disciples. How many were they? Twelve. Reasoning daily in the school of? That's why we have the apostolic training school. Took them to the school of Tyrannus. And this continued for how many years? So that all who dwelled in war had the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greek. How many people? And in two years, the whole of Asia. Asia was bigger than Melbourne then. Even though we're talking about that time, it was still quite huge. But the whole of Asia had, because of the Holy Spirit at work. We have enough number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven, number eight, number nine, number ten, number eleven, number twelve. And we have not covered the entire church. You know, the whole of Asia had... Ah, the gospel in two years. If you receive this word, if you start to walk in the power of the spirit and start to prophesy, instead of complaining, the whole of this city will hear. The impact will make in this city will shock you. Will shock you. It will shock you in no time at all. Let's go back to, uh, to Matthew 14. Verse number what? Where did we stop? 20. So that I want to close. So they, they all, uh, no, Matthew 14. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. Why? He sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitude, multitudes away, he went upon the mountain by himself to war, to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. <laughs> and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is what? A ghost. And they cried out for fear. And, but immediately, Jesus what? Jesus what? Can I change that? Just put that. And say, Olusha is translation. What is that? And Jesus prophesied to them. Edification, comfort, and exhortation. And he prophesied to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, 
command me to come to you on the water. Again, he prophesied to him and said, what? Come. And when Peter had what? Come down. Out of what? The boat. Into where? Onto the water. To, to go to what? Jesus. What happened? Uh, oh, not before you go. And he, he got out of the boat to go to Jesus. Yes, continue. Uh, so he said, come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he what? He walked on water to go to Jesus. So the word come was not only revelational, the word was what becomes a platform that Peter stepped upon. And instead of going down to the sea, it was walking on the word that was spoken and it was walking to Jesus. When you hear the word and you're receiving, it's my year of new things. It's my year of new opportunities. You can walk into that word into 2019 and declare it's my year of new things, new opportunities, New jobs. What, uh, new things is happening to me. And I'm becoming a brand new person. In Jesus name. Anger is flying away. Getting angry so easily. He said no I'm a brand new person right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the thing that has tripped you. In time past. Who is no longer tripping you this time. You are walking on water. This year you are walking on water. You are walking on the wall. You are walking on the wall. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. The Bible says he later saw the wind was busters. And he turned, he took his eyes away from what? Let's go verse number 13. When he saw that the wind was boisterous, he, he became what? Where did that come from? And beginning to sink, he cried out. He took his, when he what? He saw that the wind. Instead of looking unto Jesus, he took his eyes off and was looking at the wind. And he started well, sinking because he's taking his eyes on Jesus. Every eye that has been taken off Jesus in this place will restore them back to Jesus. Rise upon your feet, looking unto Jesus. The author. Go for the word you've heard this morning. Thank, just thank God for the word. Just thank God for the word you've heard. I'm finishing this message next Sunday. It's a new season. It's a new day. It's a new day. Fresh anointing. Activating the prophetic word. Activating the prophetic word. Last week, I started it. And I said I will continue today. And if I don't finish it today, which is unlikely, or which is likely, we will continue again next Sunday. I want to encourage you, especially if you didn't listen to what was said last week, to try and get the tapes. This is so essential. And even if you did, try and still get the tape. Because faith comes by what? Hearing, meaning continuous hearing. Consistency of hearing. 
Faith does not come by having heart. Yes, Pastor, I was here last week and I heard what you said. Thank God that you were here. Thank God that you heard. But faith does not come by having heart. Faith comes by what? Hearing. And what again? Hearing. And what again? Hearing. And what again? Hearing. And what again? Hearing by the word of the Lord. And if I'm preaching and I'm ministering, don't sleep. If you're sleeping, be do what? Pinching yourself. Say, don't sleep. Oh, man, you are, you are not going to sleep. You are not going to sleep. You will listen and hear what is being said so that you can be a partaker of what will be declared. Joel, uh, Acts chapter number 2. Acts chapter number 2. I'll start to read from verse number, number 14. The story of Acts chapter 2 is a very popular one. This is where the Holy Spirit was poured out and the church began for the first time. Amen. I'm talking about the New Testament church. We have the church in the wilderness, but this is not the church in the wilderness. This is the New Testament church. When the Holy Spirit was poured out on the disciples, how many of them were in the upper room? How many of them? 120 of them were in the upper room. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. What began in the throne room eventually what hit the upper room. And what was done in the upper room eventually must hit the classroom. That means everything that God is doing in you is not just meant for you to enjoy them. You need to take it out, take it to your home, take it to your neighbor, take it to your friend, so that they can see the God that you are serving and then start to what? Embrace the same God. Verse 14, But Peter standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of what? Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem. Let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose. Because they thought when they started speaking in tongues, they thought they were drunk. They thought they had taken wine. Because they had them speaking different languages and they couldn't understand. How come these people who were not trained in, in, in the Roman language, in Greek language, in whatever language, how come they could be speaking all those languages? They said somebody must have given them wine. Said, so, but these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. I don't have time. I will have showed you. Because the Bible said they had them speaking in Medes. They had them speaking in what? Uh, you know, the Persian languages. And then they also had them speaking in Arabic language. That is why I'm so convinced that the last people that will come to the kingdom will be the Arabs. They are coming in. I said they are coming in. I said they are coming in. They will come in. They will embrace Jesus Christ as Lord of the earth. Amen. So, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall what? Prophesy. I told you last week, and I'll repeat it again, the last day church must be prophetic. This is what it says. He said, it shall come, let's go back there. 
It shall come to pass in what? In the last day, says God, that I will pour what? On all and your sons, daughters shall prophesy. The last day's church must be prophetic. You and I must be prophesying. Prophesying. Oh, I can't prophesy. Who told you? What is prophecy? Speaking exhortation, comfort, and what? Edification unto men. All of us should be prophesying. You should see your brother. You see your sister. You look at them and say, oh, I believe God for you. I know God is making a way. The Lord himself and start to declare. The moment you yield yourself, the Holy Ghost will pour on you. And then you can start to declare the word. But I can tell you if you say, oh, blah, 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 blah. Negative, negative, negative. The Holy Spirit is not going to confirm that. He's going to move for thy way. He said, because that's not what he says. He said, speaking edification, speaking comfort and exhortation. And your, and your young men shall what? See visions. And the old men shall dream dreams. What is that? Vision meaning insight. Dream meaning hindsight. We need the both in the church. We need the older people in the church. We need the younger people in the church. Why? Because it gives stability. We need the old people. They have experience. They have the work with God. I'm talking about those who have worked with God over time. They work with God. We need them. We need the younger people too. They have zeal. They want to run. You can't just have a child that is just very young people. Why? Because young people want to just want run. They say, hey, before they say one, two, what? they're gone. They go, wow, hey, we're able to do it. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter, we can do it. But the old men, they've had experience. They say, don't run like that. Don't you take it. You need to hear God. You need to allow God to equip you. They give balance. Amen. And we can't have a church whereby it's only old people. Why? Because the zeal and the strength to get things done will not be there. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. All the time, my daughter will keep on reminding me. He said, Dad, you'll soon be the big number. You said, <laughs> I said, no, who told you that? I'm still very young, young at heart. Almost every other time. I said, Dad, hey, yes, you're soon going to be 60. You're soon going to be 60. I said, why have you been reminding me of that? <laughs> okay. I know my age. <laughs> I see you have my birth certificate. <laughs> so you don't have to be reminding me all the time. <laughs> hey, you see, we finished praying yesterday. After we said hallelujah and we all shouted, we said amen. Then the next thing I had, Dad, you know you're sick, going to be 60. Where did that one come into the prayer we just... We is that one part of the prayer. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I say, I've heard you. Okay, let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And the young men will see visions. And the old men will dream dreams. And upon the handmaidens and the maid servant, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall what? Prophesy. 
And look, let's continue. And I will show wonders in heaven. <laughs> oh my God. I will show what? Wonders in heaven above. And signs on the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. And then the sun shall be turned into darkness. And the moon into the blood. Into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. I love this. And it shall come to pass that who, what? It shall come to pass that what? It shall come to pass that who? Whoever, anyone who will call on the name of the Lord shall be what? Shall be. We sang it this morning. Anyone who calls on Jesus, they will be saying. That's the word there. That's the promise there. That's the promise there. That the young men, all men will prophesy. And do you know at the beginning of this year, God gave us a word of prophecy? That I will do what? A new thing. I will do what? Uh, only two, three, four people still remember. I will do what? A new thing. And it shall come to pass. And you will what? You will see it. It's, you will see it. And I will create what? Rivers in the desert. And I will make a way in the what? In the wilderness. Say, I will do a war. It shall, okay, oh, this is still the, you have not changed this. It shall, I will do a new thing. How many of us are expecting new things? One, two, three, four, five, not everybody. Okay. That's okay. You know, I will do a new thing. And it shall what? Come to pass. Not that it will, it will what? Come to pass. And you will what? You will see it. You will know it. And I will make even what? Road in the wilderness. He says I will create an expressway in the wilderness. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And then rivers where? In the desert. In the wilderness, is, you see, it's so thick. But God said, I will make an express way for you. I will make a way for you. I will make a way for you. My God will make a way for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. And do you know, I've tried to put it in words. I've tried to capture the essence of this prophecy. That Lord, you knew things. And I've declared it over us. I've declared it in my life. As God is doing new things. God is giving us new things. Opening new doors. New jobs. New relationships. And you know, new relationships. That God is doing wonderful things. He's renewing relationships. He's bringing new families. He's doing wonderful things. You know, I've tried to capture it. But God gave me the words for those things last week. Oh, and I'm telling you, it blew me. Oh, it blew me. I've not remained the same since then. When God himself will give you the superlatives or the adjectives to express, to capture what he's trying to tell you, I had it and I said, wow, wow, wow. Oh, this morning I was praying, I was repeating it. The yesterday I was praying, I was repeating it. On Friday I was praying, I was repeating it. I said, God, because I've captured it and I'm telling you to, again today, I'll be repeating it. Again tomorrow, I'll repeat it. I'll repeat it because I cannot. What are those things that you said to me? Job chapter 5. Job chapter 5, verse number 9. What new things? Job chapter 5, verse number 9. Start from verse number 8. It says what? It said, but as for me. 
as for me, I will what? I will see God. And to God, I will commit my cause. Verse 9, who does what? Who does what? Great things. And what again? Unsearchable things. And what again? Marvelous things without number. He said, I'm the God who does what? Great things. And what again? Unsearchable things. And what again? Marvelous things without what? Without number. Can I give it to you in the message Bible? I don't know where they have it, but I can give it to you. He said, if I were in your shoes. If I were what? In your shoes. I will what? I will go straight to God. I will go straight to God. <laughs> I will throw myself oh, on the mercy of God. After all, he is famous. <laughs> After all, is what? Oh, they have it here. After all, is what? Is famous. Famous for what? For great and unexpected act. And there's no end to his what? I said there's no end to what? There's no end to what? There's no end to what? <laughs> oh, he said, if I were you. He said, if I were you. I will go straight to God. I will throw myself on the mercy of God. After all, he's famous. After all, he's what? He's famous. He's famous for what? For doing what? Great things. For doing what? Unexpected things. Uh, that what? There's no end to his surprises. There's no end to his surprises. What does it mean to be famous? What does it mean? Oh, to be famous. What does it mean to be famous? What does that mean? <laughs> oh, what does it mean to be famous? <laughs> Ooh, what does it mean to be famous? I can tell you. The word famous means to be widely known and highly esteemed. To be widely known and what? Highly esteemed. There are people who are so famous. And before you perform before you become famous, you must be doing the same thing over time, over time, over time, over time, over time. How about people like Fedra and people like Nadar? They become so famous world in the long tennis world. Why? Because they won championship over and over and over and over again. We've all enjoyed their mastery of the tennis court. We've all enjoyed the strength and the passion they bring to it. Ending all with what? Victory. And do you know, can I submit to you? Go and check it out. The last four or five years, the Grand Slams they won, these guys have won 80%. Nadal, Djokovic, and uh, what? Fred, they won 80% of it. They become so well known. But none of them move. One of them can what? Can be close to her God. I think they can be close to her God. He is what? Is famous. Uh, is what? Is what? Famous. For doing what? Great things. Oh, and what again? And what again? <laughs> There's no end to his surprises. What does that mean? Meaning that where you are not expecting. Sometimes you say, oh, can God do this in my life? Or maybe to people you are not even expecting when the announcement will be made. And say, no, I need to announce to you. Come and see what God has done for so and so. You say, wow, this person, oh, is not by who they are. It's by the one they are connected to. Amen. There's no end to his surprises. He is what is famous for doing great things. 
I, I want us to go to another scripture, John chapter, no, I mean, uh, uh, another one that he gave me, the book of Psalm, 77 verse number 14. 77 verse number 14. What does it say? Oh, what does it say? It says, you are the God of what? You are the God who what? <laughs> who does what? Who does what? Who does what? Wonders. You have declared your strength amongst what? The people. You are the God who does wonders. Can I read it to you again in, in the message translation? This will blow you the way it blew me. Message translation, chapter, uh, Psalm 77, verse number 14. It says, you are the God who makes things what? <laughs> you are the God who what? And you show everyone what you can. <laughs> Look at it again. You are the God who what? And who makes things happen? You show everyone what you can. What you can do. Now I want us to declare together that my God. My God. Will make things happen. In my life. It will show everyone. What you can do. In my life. My God. My God is a God who makes things happen. The God of wonder. And he will show everyone what he can do. Let me take you back to that John, I mean, Job chapter 5, verse number 9, or 8 and 9. He said, but as for me, I will see God, and to God I will commit my cause. Who does what? Great things. And unsearchable, marvelous things without number. What does the word marvelous mean? What does the word marvelous mean? I just don't want you to hear it. I want you to leave this 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 hall this morning, and it's so. And your thoughts are filled with the thoughts of a marvelous God. That this your God is a good God, and who will do marvelous things? Who does great things, unsearchable things, without number? Not occasionally, without what number? Without number. Uh, messages after all is become famous for doing great things and unsearchable things and there's no end to his surprises what is what's the meaning of the word marvelous who knows who wants to give it a try what is the meaning of the word georgia what is the meaning of the word marvelous okay oh wow yes that's good you know i will give her to him, and he will be a helper. So what happened now? He became a helper. Magnificent. That's good. M magnificent. But can I give you the, 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 the one that captured it? Is the word extraordinary. Is <laughs> the word extraordinary. And can I give you the meaning of the word extraordinary? Because I went searching for it. I wanted to capture every essence of it. See, this God that wants to do extraordinary things. What exactly is it? Extraordinary. The word extraordinary means beyond, beyond or out of common order. You can write it down if you're writing. Beyond. 
or out of common order or method. Not in the usual, customary, or regular course of things. Not the usual, or not in the usual, customary, or regular course of things. Exceeding the common degree or measure. Exceeding the common degree or measure. Remarkable. Uncommon. Rare. Wonderful. Special, highly unusual, outstanding, stunning, phenomenal, spectacular, marvelous. I'll repeat it. I'll repeat it. The word extraordinary means this. Beyond or out of the common order or method. Not in the usual. I'm tired of the usual. I don't know about you. I say, I don't want the usual in my life. I want the unusual in my life. I want the uncommon in my life. I want the extra. If I'm serving an extraordinary God, and who wants to do extraordinary things, why will he not do it for me? Hello? And why will he not do it for you? Why do you want to settle for the common? Why do you want to settle for the usual? Why do you want to settle for it? He's a God that does extraordinary things. Exceeding the common degree of measure, remarkable, uncommon, rare, wonderful, special, highly unusual. Highly unusual, special, rare, wonderful, exceptional, far more than is expected. You didn't hear this one, over the top. Over the top. Outside the order, astonishing. Outstanding, stunning, stunning, phenomenal, spectacular, marvelous. What a mighty God we serve. <laughs> what a mighty God. Oh, no, 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 no. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God. I know that you are used to what a faithful God we serve. Why change it? It's what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. Is mighty in every way. And the Lord spoke to us again. He said, it's a year that I will restore. The years the locust has eaten. The caterpillar. The cankerworm. The palmerworm. He said, my great army which have been sent amongst you. He said, I will restore the years the locust has eaten. Jesus said, the thief comes to what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come. That you might have what? Life and have it more abundantly. I have come. Who is the thief? I said, who is the thief? Satan. I want to pray for you right now. If the enemy has stolen anything from you. If the enemy has stolen from you. Whatever he has stolen from you finances, 
whatever he has stolen from you, in whatever form, maybe health, whatever he has stolen from you, maybe relationship, whatever he has stolen from you, we want to shout restore. <laughs> we want to shout restore. And if the enemy has stolen anything from you, because the Bible says, if the enemy be found, and he has been found, he has been found that is the thief. Where do, we, do I get that from Proverbs chapter 6? Maybe sons and daughters. Whatever has been stolen from you. Ah, Proverbs chapter 6, verse number 30. It says, verse number 30. Say, if the enemy, people do not despise a thief. If he steals to satisfy himself, when he is what? Starving. Yet, when he is what? Found. Who is the thief? He must what? Restore. Sevenfold. I may have to give up all the substance of his house. Anything that he has kept, stolen from you and is keeping, the time has come to restore. I say, anything that he has stolen from you and has kept, the time has come for you to restore. And I want you to come out. If anything has been stolen from you, don't come out if nothing has been stolen. And don't be waiting. Say, who will come out first? Uh, you come out. You come out. Anything has been stolen from you. Be it finances. I, I'm not just saying I want to pray for people. That's not what I'm saying. Because if nothing has been stolen, say, I, I too, I'm going to go and join them. And I'm going to come and stand here with them. If nothing has been stolen, don't come out. But if something has been stolen, you made investments and that everything was lost, something was stolen from you, health was stolen from you, you know, maybe whatever it is that was stolen from you, anything was stolen from you, I want you to come out. I want you to come out right now because in the name of Jesus, the time of restoration has come. In Jesus' name. Ah, he said, when he's found, and he must restore sevenfold. Sevenfold, not just onefold. Sevenfold. Sevenfold. I wanted to pray and talk to him. I said, this is what was stolen from me. What exactly was stolen from you? You talk to the Lord about it. You open your mouth about it. Again, I'm repeating. Don't come out if anything has not been stolen. But if something has been stolen, then... You have a right. Because sometimes people come and say, Pastor, is praying. let me go and join them so they will pray for me. That's not the essence of this. I'm talking specifically about restoration. Whatsoever has been stolen from you. You made investments that didn't work. You invested and poured money into it and nothing happened. And it's like the money is gone. No, 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 the money is not gone. I said it's not gone. It's not gone. Relationship. You invested so much in it and then everything gone. Yes, it's not gone. Hallelujah. Oh, it, there must be restoration. Sevenfold in the name of Jesus Christ. You made him up by your body. Oh, Whatsoever has been stolen from you, I want you to start to talk to it. I say, it's time for my restoration in the name of Jesus. It's time for my restoration. My restoration, my restoration, my restoration in the name of Jesus. Whatever, whatever stolen. Maybe you lost a child. Maybe you lost someone very close to you that shouldn't have passed on at the time they passed on. 
You knew this shouldn't have happened, but it happened. But I said to you, restoration is coming your way. Restoration is coming your way. Oh, my case, Lima Soko Tolobas. Rima Kete Liba Seke Shilima Seke Sese. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus. I want to pray for you right now. I want you to lift up your right hand to heaven and your left hand on your heart. Put your right hand to heaven. You're connecting with heaven. Put your left hand on your heart to show that this touched me. What happened to me was so touching for me, Lord. What happened to me was something very close to my heart. It was very precious that was taken and stolen from me. But put your hand in your, your left hand in your heart and your right hand to connect to heaven. Ah, because heaven is here. Jesus is here. Father, in the name of Jesus, as many as are outside, who's had one thing or the other stolen from them? The word says, when the thief be found. The thief has been found. And right now, in the name of Jesus, um, everything that has been stolen, <laughs> we command him to restore. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. I say, you will restore. You will restore relationship. You will restore finances. You will restore children. You will, whatever it is that you have been stolen. They will be restored in Jesus' name. They will be restored in Jesus' name. They will be restored in Jesus' name. I want you to shout restore. I can hear you say restore. Shout again, restore. Shout again, restore. Finally, I want to give you a big shout, restore. Father, we thank you. Our restoration has come. This is our year of restoration. And everything that has been stolen will be restored back to your people. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We worship you. We adore you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to go back to your seat. Uh, and I will round up the message. Activating the prophetic word. <laughs> Something has happened to those of us who came out. Something has happened. Restoration has begun in your life. Restoration has begun in your finances. Restoration has begun in your, in, your, in your families. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, let me go into activating the prophetic word. Last week, I told us that God gives the prophetic word to reveal. That God gives the prophetic word to also word to empower. And what again? God gives the prophetic word to reveal, to empower, to what? For edification, comfort, and exhortation. I want to complete that today. That number four, number five, depending on what you're writing, you know, the prophetic word is always given by God to lay hold on the future so that the future can become part of our present. The prophetic word is given to us to lay hold on the future. So that suddenly the future is no longer just out there. The future can become part of your presence. When God came and said, I will do a new thing. That is a word coming that, oh wow. Now God is saying he will do a new thing in my world, in my life. 
God will give you the prophetic word to lay hold on the future. So that that future is not just hanging out there. It's not just far out there. But it can become part of your life in the present. And sometimes the prophetic word is, when it's given, it's not all the time that is very clear to you. But one thing is this, you will know that this is what God wants to do. Let me give you a very good example. Isaiah chapter number 9, verse number 6. This prophecy was given about the birth of the Messiah by, by Isaiah, prophet Isaiah. Say, for unto us what? A child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful. And his name will be called Counselor. And his name will be called Mighty God. The Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of, his Dave, of, of, of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with what? With just judgment and justice from that time forward. Even forever. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will what? Perform this. Look at, look, take it back to the, the previous verse. And his name shall be called what? Wonderful. And his name shall be called what? Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. You know, this word was given about a thousand years before the actual birth of the Messiah. So God has spoken long time. There's nothing that God will do that will not first of all reveal it to his prophets, the servants of God. God will not just do things. He will reveal it. He will reveal it. If you are connected to him, you may not know everything. The surprise that we are talking about is that, wow, I didn't know they could do this to this extent. Not that you are completely ignorant of what God is saying or God, what God is doing. He will not hide things from you. The challenge is this. How is your connection? How is your access? How is your word tuner? Because God will not just be speaking. And if you tune your heart, then you will pick the vibrations of the spirit. And look at it. He said, the wonderful counselor. And this took place, what, over a thousand years after. But he won them. He kept on. If you go to Galatians, the Bible says, in the fullness of time, Jesus Christ came into the world. He's been talking about it. He spoke to the prophets. He repeated himself. I will give you this. I'm going to send my son. I'm going to send my son. I'm going to send my son. And again, he's been repenting it. He said, I'm going to do a new thing. <laughs> oh, he said, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to do what? A new thing. And you will, you will see it. And if you walk, oh, you see it. Behold, you will see it. I will create rivers in the desert and a way in the wilderness. The prophetic word is given to lay hold on the future so that it can become part of our present. Number five or number six, whatever you're writing. The prophetic word can only walk by the spirit of faith. The prophetic word can only what? Walk by the spirit of faith. By the spirit of faith. By the spirit of faith. Because if you hear what God is saying, and there's no spirit of faith in your heart, or at work in your heart, you will despise it. You will say it cannot be done, and you will ultimately lose it. Can I say this? 
I want to encourage you to be part of the church in the house. Different ones, because last week we were analyzing the spirit of faith. We went deep into it. I can't go back there and teach it again now. The spirit of faith. The prophetic word will not come to pass if we don't lay hold on it by the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is meant to activate it. To activate it. God will always speak from his own perspective. And is big. God is big. God is huge. God is wonderful. He's mighty. And when God is saying, I will do mighty things. I will do wonderful things. I will do glorious things. The tendency is forever we say, mm, oh, oh, well, we shall see. And it's not those who see who receive. Those who doubt what they do without. Those who believe, they receive. And instead of you to lay hold on it, you are what? You, you are doubting it. You are doubting because you are thinking about it in your head. And your head cannot pick what God is saying. You need your heart to connect. You need your heart to connect. Because the spirit of faith is not taught. It is caught. I said the spirit of faith is not what? It's not taught. It's not something I'm going, I'm going to study oh, the entire Romans. And then by then I will come with the spirit of No, it's not taught. It is caught. It's not taught. It is caught. That means that you need to connect to God and you need to connect your heart with the one that God has given to you. It's called the picture of the cross. The vertical connection to God, the horizontal connection to one another. We need one another. If your heart is not connected, is not connected to him and is not connected to the one that he has given to you, it is difficult if not impossible you can't proper heart connection so that you grab you so that you lay hold on the spirit of faith you lay hold on the spirit of faith and when God is now speaking and the thing is looking so huge looking so big you are able to lay hold on it or else you will doubt it or else you will not believe it or else you'll be speaking negatively oh, well last year i tried nothing works for me blah 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 nothing works for me well until we see we shall believe that's not bible that's your own version of it and God is not going to say because that is what you believe he will do it for you. No, no, no. He is giving you his word for you to, word, to believe. So the spirit of faith is not what is not taught, but it is what it is caught. You must catch it. And I can tell you, I've caught the spirit of faith. I have the spirit of faith at work in my heart. I work in my life. I walk in my life. I have caught the spirit of faith. I've caught the spirit. And God did not just give it to me. For it to be a personal possession. Is for through me. The spirit of God that walk in my life. Can impart your heart. And impart your life. With the same spirit. With the same spirit. Can I submit to you. That the faith of many in the church is so small. The faith of many is so small. To many of us, you say it, God is good. But with your action and your thought, that God is so small. It's so small. 
The challenge is the lack of the spirit of faith at work. Lack of the spirit of faith at work. The challenge is this. You are hearing the word with your head. So your memory, your intellect, your cerebral function is analyzing it. And cerebrum has not been given to analyze God. It's too small for God. And when you hear that God will do marvelous things, say, mm, 10 years ago. Or when you hear it, that God would do, oh, how about so and so and so. You know, you look at that and then you drop it. Well, 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 well. And then you conclude and make it even worse. I don't have faith. I don't have faith. I don't have faith. Change that. Stop saying I don't have faith. And connect with the spirit of faith. I will show you somebody. Somebody. A, a, a young lady, not educated at all. It's not, she didn't go to any school. She came from the, from the most insignificant village in Israel. But yet, this word came to her. Luke chapter 1 from verse number 28. Luke 1 from verse 28. Look at it. Look at it. The word that came to Mary. And having come in, the angel, when the angel appeared to her and said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst what? Women. That's good. And when she saw him, she was troubled at the saying, and consider what manner of greeting this was. Let me tell you something. Sometimes people say, you know, I, I saw an angel, and he just walked into my room, and I just knew it was an angel. You have not seen an angel. You can't see an angel and be the same. You can't see an angel truly and say, wow. You can't say, oh, an angel has come. Come, 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 come. Come and sit down. Come and sit down. No, 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 no. You will see suddenly something will come over. But what did, because it's an unusual appearance. How can you be usual with an unusual appearance? How can you see an angel and say, wow, an angel has come. Come and sit down here. No, no, no. You have not seen an angel. It's just a figment of your imagination. When a true, true angel, can I show you? The Bible says when Jesus was here, you know, John would do what? Put his head on his bosom. They were talking to him. Oh, Jesus. But when they saw him in the fullness of his glory, they couldn't put their head on the bosom. They fell flat. When they saw him appeared in his majesty, they said, wow, oh, Jesus. And they fell down. They fell down. You can see manifestation of the glory and the presence of God. And say, wow. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, I've been praying about you. Oh, yes. No, no, no. Your hairs will stand. Even though there may be none on your head. It will stand. And then you say, wow. <laughs> you will know. Something will grip you. That someone has entered the environment. That was not what usual. There's a presence around. Mary saw. And then the angel said, do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found what? Favor with God. God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be what? How do you interpret all of this? In answer, 
let's continue. 35. Then, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon, now, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Look at 34. We didn't finish it. Then Mary now said, how can this be? Look at it, because how can you say I will conceive? I will bring forth. I've, I've not even, I'm not even married. I've not even known any man. How can this be? Her listening was what? Analyzing it. But quickly, Mary made an adjustment. <laughs> and I said, look at it. And then I answered and said, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will what? Overshadow you. And therefore also the, that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. He made matters worse for her. If you hear this today, you say the Holy Spirit because you've received the Holy Spirit. You've interacted with the Holy Spirit. But at the time of Mary, the Holy Spirit had not even been poured out. Jesus was not even born. So imagine, say, the Holy Spirit, come. what Holy Spirit? What are you talking about? She was even more confounded, but she made a switch. What switch? She now said this. Look at it. Let's continue. Now, indeed, still talking to her, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived the son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her, who was called what? Barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word, according to your word. Suddenly she made a switch from her head to her heart. I don't understand this. I don't know how it will happen, but I've chosen to believe. I've chosen to believe. I don't know how it will happen. I say to you, you may not see rain. You may not see water. You may not see rain. You may not see wind, but you find water. Amen. I said, you may not see rain. You may not see wind, but you find water. Supernaturally, you start to see the power of God at work in your life. That will, and there will be no end of his surprises in you. I didn't come to preach to you. I didn't come to teach you. I came to impart part you with the spirit of truth that you will receive if your heart is open and you say that I don't understand everything but Lord my heart is open and I receive it and you will see that as what you see that manifest in your life it's called the spirit of faith it's called the spirit of faith I got a call we got a call last week of one of us here in the family and they're here the husband came to see me and it was like, oh, we have this, this mountain, this big mountain. How are we going to sort it out? How are we going to? And, and they've been, they've, I've been advised because other people are doing it that maybe I'll need to relocate outside Victoria uh, so that the thing can be easy because we can't see any way how it can happen. And I saw it. I, I, I had everything, and the word of the Lord came to me, and I said, look, if you stay in Victoria, yes, it may look as if all roads are closed. It may look as if all doors are, but if you can break through that seemingly closed door, it's going to be an open field for you. It's going to be a free way for you. And then, But if you go and do what others are doing, it may look as if the door is open, but you will enter the open door and you will hit a closed door. And then you will say, wow, why did I do this? And they have that. He had that. And he listened. He be, even though he didn't understand everything that I said. 
Even though you didn't understand, how did I speak? I spoke by the spirit of faith. I spoke that my God, with God, nothing shall be worth. Nothing shall be impossible. And I checked my spirit. There was nothing. I said, stay where God has called you. Stay where God has put you. And he, he, even though I'm sure he went back to his wife, he said, Pastor says, stay. He said, we're not going to go the way every other person is doing. And he stayed. And I'm sure he didn't understand everything, but he believed. He believed. Because he could have walked off. He said, the pastor doesn't understand. You know, he doesn't understand what I'm going through. He doesn't understand. So and so and so is gone. So and so and so is gone. Me too, I'm going to join them. And then disappeared. But do you know, they stayed. They stayed, and suddenly from nowhere, the door that looked completely closed, and I land, he would come and say, time is going. Oh, time is going. Don't say that. Your time is in his hands. Oh, my, 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 my. But time is going. I'm already so and so. I'm going to hit 70 very soon. God says he's going to do some things for me. Oh, I'm telling you, I can see him walking in your favor. I can see him fighting your battles. I can see him bringing in your miracle. He will do what he says he will do. It does not matter the time. Time must conform with the word. It does not matter what time is saying. Time must align with the word of the Lord. It must align with the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. And the wife will say to him, he said, let's believe. Time is going, but let's believe. Oh, time is going, but let's believe. And suddenly last Sunday, the miracle walked up to their doorstep. The miracle walked up to their door. And now, they said, this God is faithful. This God is able. This God is good. This God is good. God is able to do it. God is able to do it. Somebody send me a text. Oh, after I've been declaring this war, I've been declaring that God will do. That all God will do. Exceeding and abundantly and oh, after more than what we could ever ask or think. After I've been declaring that after all is famous for doing wonderful things. He said, Pastor God is giving us this business. If the thing we go through, it will change my life forever. He said, you don't know what I've been declaring. He said, Pastor, can you believe God with us? I'm already believing God. Not just for you, but for everyone who is ready to say God can do marvelous things. God can do wonderful things. God can do beautiful things. God can do exceptional things. Unusual things. I'm already believing. I'm already believing. And you know what? Mary said, I don't understand it. But I'm willing to believe. I'm willing to receive it. I'm willing. And you all know how the story ended. Her name entered into the Bible. Do you know the meaning, the root word of the word Mary? Do you know? What? It means Mara. Which means what? Bitter. So which means we don't know what experience she has gone through. And in, according to the Eastern culture, they don't just give people names. We don't know the experience her families had gone through or her parents went through when they were giving birth to her. And they said they named her, this experience is so bitter. We'll call you Mary. And she's been carrying that labor all her life. But when the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords stepped in, <laughs> 
change her story completely. Change her story completely. That the most insignificant of men, the most insignificant of women, will be the one that will carry the Messiah to the end of the earth. In the name of, it was a change of story. It was a change of life. Suddenly, her story entered eternal scriptures that will continue to read forever, even in heaven. The story of this little woman, insignificant woman, that the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings decided to what? To borrow her womb as a channel for coming to the earth. Oh, you may be insignificant. You may not look like it. But I have news for you that the rejects of men are the ones that are becoming the elects of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. After all, is famous for doing what? For doing great things and what? Unusual things, extraordinary things, and with surprises without end. After all, if I were you, I would go straight to God. I would go straight to God. I would throw myself on the mercy of God. Who does what? Great things. And what again? Unusual things and surprises. With no end. That is the God that I'm serving. Is that the God you are serving? Is that your God this morning? Is that your God this morning? Is that your God this morning? That is the God, my son. Oh, let's say that. As for me. As for me. I will go straight to God. I will throw myself on him on his mercy. Who does what? Great things. Unusual things. And surprises. Without end. Can I end this with another word that gave me? I'll reserve this one for the last. I'll take you to Psalm 40, verse number 5. And then we'll go ahead and take the communion. You're going to take the communion. Psalm 40. Are you in Psalm 40? Psalm 40. Psalm 40. Uh, the book of Psalms. Psalm 40. Yes. Verse number 5. 40 verse number 5. What does it say? Mm. <laughs> Many, O oh Lord, are what? Are your wonderful works. Many, O oh Lord, are your what? Are your wonderful works. Ah, which you have what? Which you have done. And your thoughts towards us cannot be what? Cannot be counted. Many, oh Lord, are your wonderful words. You will recount and 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 recount. Your testimonies in his testimonies in your life, they will be without number. In the name of Jesus, it will just be from one to another. One to another, one to another. You start to feel, am I the only one in Melbourne? Am I the only one on earth? In the name of Jesus, wait for it. Let's go. Let me take you to the Message Bible. The Message Bible. <laughs> God. Message Bible. Verse number five. It's a, look at it. Verse number five. The world is what? It's a huge stockpile of God and God. Nothing and no one comes close to you. I what? I start talking about you. Telling what I know and quickly run out of words. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> neither words can account for you. I, I, I keep talking and then I couldn't, I, 
I, I spoke and spoke and spoke. I ran out of words. Why? Because God of miracle has descended. God of wonder has become a part of your life. Every day, you put on that garment of favor. Are you listening to me? Don't listen to anybody saying this God cannot do it. Don't listen if somebody came and said, Oh, you know, uh, last year somebody did it, somebody did that. No, don't, don't, don't be dragged back to those ones because He has given us a condition. I will do a new thing. But before then, He said, What? Forget the former things. Don't remember the things of old. Don't let anybody come to you and take you back and say, Hey, what happened? Hey, somebody did it, somebody did it. No, 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 no. Put them. You're going to help them. You say, No we've moved on. No, we move forward because God is doing what? New thing. God is doing what? Wonderful thing. And what? After all, is famous. It's not going to be famous for all those ones, but it's going to be famous in my life for wonderful things. And if you want to continue going to two, two years ago, one year ago, I'll be coming and be telling you great things. I'll come and tell you wonderful things. I'll come and tell you, hey, hey, come and see my God. This is my God. Look at what he has done again. Look at what he has done again. He said, hey, look at what he has done again. That will be what you'll be hearing in my mouth. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I'll be hearing in your mouth too. In Jesus' name. Because we are serving the same God. I said, we are serving the same God. I said, we are serving the same God. Are we not serving the same God, charity? Yeah. Yes, charity is there. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, that's a powerful man, woman with testimony. I'm telling you, she'll come and share it. I don't know who should share. Maybe that is, is lucky and uh, eh? we'll allow the person who has faith to share it. But I won't mention the person who has faith. You know, but when you see the person sharing, you know who this person. <laughs> Amen. But I'm telling you, that is the God we serve. That is the God we serve. I welcome you again to get to know that God, to get to meet that God in the name of Jesus. We're going to break bread and wine over the word we've had this morning in the name of Jesus. We're going to break bread and wine. And you're going to say, dear Lord Jesus, the word I've heard this morning in the name of Jesus. I want us to rise up on your feet. And I want us to thank God for the word. Let's 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 thank God for the word. Thank God for the word you have heard. Thank God for the word you have heard. That I'm not just a hearer of the word. I receive this word in my life. This is what, this, this is what God is doing. This is what God has said he will do. New things, 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 new things. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, I want to thank you. I've declared your word to your people. I've declared your word. I've declared your word. I've declared your word. That in the name of Jesus, that you will do in their lives the unusual. You will do in their lives, oh Lord my God. How oh, the extraordinary. You will do in their lives that which is out of common order. You do the one that is remarkable, uncommon, rare, wonderful, special, highly unusual, exceptional. Far more than can be expected by anyone. Oh Lord, you'll be over the top in their lives. In the name of Jesus. Astonishing, outstanding, and phenomenal. That will be their portion. 
in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, on your word, the Bible says, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The Bible says he took the wine and he said, this is the blood of the new covenant. Drink this in remembrance of me and until I return. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, as we partake of this bread and wine, I want to thank you. We receive your word to our hearts. We receive your word in our lives. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Can we just serve the bread and the wine? It's a new season. It's a new day. It's a new day. Fresh and original.